Well, good evening. Good evening, everyone. It's a delight to be back here at Alden Union Church. I don't Alden know what disturbance Takashi's in the middle of over there. I was trying to remember whether it was we'll two or three years ago that we, I was here, and Paul flexible. said at this stage of our lives, uh, one year, five years, ten years, we, we don't remember. Bible and I said, Paul, morning, speak for yourself. The fall Bible conference. We have, but uh, it is a delight, nonetheless, to be tonight. with you here, Dr. and uh, I'm delighted As that, you know, that uh, my Lilbach dear friend, Dr. Peter Lilbach, has so, been uh, here this week, and here, and he's going to be focusing able to on what he has described as the, the greatest greats, Bible the conference ever, I guess, uh, and we are going to focus again on one of those greatest texts tonight, so I invite you please to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28, the last three verses of this first gospel. Matthew chapter 28. I'd like to welcome each of you and uh, ask if you will, please, if you haven't signed. I suppose our it is true pad, that sometimes those sure texts that, that are most to familiar to us and are the ones that we need reminders like uh, about. Uh, Thanksgiving and my Day goal tonight is perhaps to refresh uh, our minds about what makes of what this great for very commandment briefly. that'll be a part of the service we'll also be having some singing and devotional so let's message. hear now the word of the living god given to us through his servant quiz. matthew you starting in verse 18 matthew chapter so 28 please make sure that the last one everybody gets a hundred percent and jesus came and said Somebody to said them morning, all Judy authority Kiker, in heaven um, and on earth has been given to me understanding the, uh, go therefore and make disciples of, together, of all nations, all her correct answers, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of, of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> teaching them to observe all You're that welcome. I have commanded you. And behold, I Angel am tree with you all. Just about done. To the end, three more families left to sign up for. So, if you've been procrastinating, you don't want to procrastinate any longer. Holy and um, don't forget, great. we have a congregational meeting that is coming up. That will be held Wednesday, November 30th at 7 o'clock p.m. in the sanctuary. That's a, for a Fathers, final vote on 31 amendments to the Constitution. To open your word again. Uh, we have a quorum of 140 members that is required. The sense of wonder. And at least 66% need to vote for this. Your people, if the meeting's the canceled because of inclement we weather or lack of quorum, it will be rescheduled spoken. for the following Wednesday night. So in our possession so tonight, we have your word. I pray Barnum, that as we hold it in our hands, that you would cause it to grip ministry. us in our hearts. We've been supporting them for a long time. And would your spirit uh, take that which that, you have and spoken some new members and seal it in our and minds and hearts? May you equip and your And I'll mention tonight. also now, so that you can be thinking you about it during the whole service while Dr. Garner speaking. If were necessary, would you rebuke us? We have a food reception downstairs afterwards. And cause us to love you with all of our minds, hearts, and souls. Heavenly we Father, thank we're you for the Lord Jesus, the for his life, his death, and his name. resurrection. Uh, we're excited we because for his uh, we enjoy spirits. being with each other, and we thank enjoy you that being we gather in your very presence. In the name so of thank Father, you for this Son, evening. Thank Holy you for the great commission. Thank you for Dr. Garner. Amen. Thank you for Dave and Tricia. Thank you for well, our new members. The great thank you for all the things lodge. that you're going to Some show us, there with kids challenge or us with, and encourage us. There are the great lakes. We thank you in Jesus' name. We know what makes the great lakes great. Then there is the great commission. I thought it would be appropriate for us to sing the hymn that we learned earlier this year in our missions conference. So would you stand with me? And we'll sing through this hymn and the choruses. But tonight we are actually faced with what we call the great commission. Now, unlike any of the other texts that you have studied at this point in this Bible conference, this term great in terms of this commission is not found in our text. It is one that we have actually dubbed ourselves as the church. It is indeed found at the end of Matthew's gospel. It is a very important point. 
text that drives us to our knees. It is a text that is often the primary text for missions conferences. And with good writing, these are the words of Jesus to his disciples about the charge that he has do not need to wonder what they must believe and, and what they must do. You just think about, for example, what we find in the New Testament. The Bible is explicit upon the need for us to gather together. Remember the well-spoken words in Hebrews chapter 10, and 25, not to forsake the assembling together. We are commanded to do what we are doing tonight. We are given instruction in the Old and New Testaments about worship, about the confession of our faith as we gather together. I saw in the opening section of your hymnal, right above your church coverage, is the Apostles' Creed. This is a creed that the church has confessed through the ages and reflecting upon what God has said. We are called to, in God's word, very explicitly to love one another. Exercise that robust We are called to care for the needs of the poor, for the needy, for the widow. It is our privilege and obligation as God has told us in His Word. He has given us instructions about how we're to structure our churches. We're to appoint elders and deacons to structure the church under the headship of Jesus Christ. We are here in this text given explicit instructions about our tasks. What is the responsibility of the church as Jesus is leaving the earth? Jesus is very explicit here. Look again at verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. We are here given the responsibility to make disciples. I'm not going to do a grammar lesson tonight from this text, but let me remind you that while there is the language of going, the primary verb in this text is actually the making of disciples. Some have argued, and I grammatically this could be the case, that it is as we are going, we are to make disciples. But whether we're supposed to go and make disciples, or while we're going, we're to make disciples, what is abundantly clear is our task is to make disciples. Well, what are they? What is a disciple? Well, Jesus is essentially saying, just as you have been called to believe in me, to follow me, this is what you are to do now. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. You are sent people. We are sent to make followers of Jesus Christ. Learners, literally, of what the word is like. We are called to make learners. Just as we have been called, He is calling us to call others to the features of this text is the all language. Perhaps you noted in verse 18, it says that Jesus came and said, all authority in heaven Just a and moment, earth I'm has been given him. We'll come back to, come forward, to that a little bit later. But note also that he name. says that we are to make disciples of all nations. And then at the very end, in verse 20, he says, lo, I am with you always. There's a comprehensive scope to this great commission. 
any person who has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, who gives assurance of his resolve to live a consistent Christian life, who affirms his belief in the doctrinal principles of the Old Union Church, and his commitment to its covenant, who agrees to be governed by the Church's constitution, and who is at least 16 years of age. One of the staggering, the most staggering statements in all the and Old then, Testament, in uh, my opinion, is, is found in one of the servant we'll songs in, in Isaiah. We have in fact, I won't ask you to turn there, but I'm just going to flip there myself in Isaiah chapter during the Bible 49. School hour, beginning sometime in the spring of 2017. Verse 6 says uh, this, It is too light a thing you must that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of applications in the information rack in the narthex. If you want to get a heads up, Big deal to bring Israel back from her Anytime rebellion you want to give from it to her a idolatry. Door, one of the pastors or send it to the church. But the language office, that is given we'll Isaiah here is too start. small a thing just to so bring back. So at this time, I'd like to ask Israel. those who are uniting with us to please come forward as I call your name. He says, "I will and make you as you a light for the nations, that my he has salvation a great privilege to be able to do this now." But hopefully, we'll be able to do that. Many of you later on downstairs at the so reception. So don't miss this historic moment. What Jesus is saying is that I am now sending you to all. Dave Garner, except the fact Even that as I told you that I would do. This is in fulfillment so of what John God promised through Abram, through Isaiah. So surely part of the that greatness of this familiar. command lies um, in its scope. Yeah, this is the sun. Bradford Gow. We see in the, the glorious portrayal of the, the new heavens and the new earth that that last day Greg when every Cozum tribe, tongue, with us, but and nation, to with us peoples from all Shirley over Luke. the globe will be gathered together praising the Lamb. The greatness then of the Great Commission surely lies in part in its scope. Well, let's look Rizzo. again at verse eight. I'm sorry, verse nineteen. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Ed and Let me Angie just take Stout. that phrase for just a minute. Ed will be accompanied by Ronan. One of the questions might be, okay, making disciples. Jesus, what does making We're disciples to be good mean? Friends with them. Well, he's glad you asked. Because what he does is he tells us what it means to make disciples. Included in making disciples is baptizing them. Now, before I talk more about that, let me just simply say that in many cases, especially in the Western Evangelical Church, we have reduced the gospel to a formula. It's not... Indeed, the case to all of you who stand before us at this time to unite with us at Old Union Church once again confess your own personal Jesus faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Is this you your confession of Him before others? Many of us have been in, a, in evangelism and do you classes. Promise actually, with God's help that you will to seek to, the Lord's to get people to pray a prayer. Note that the Lord Jesus Christ might be honored and glorified, and the testimony of Christ might remain strong through your life and our lives as you join hands and hearts with us. That His idea of making disciples is not praying a prayer. It's not reading a tract. I would like to suggest that everyone here, if you have a hymn book nearby, if you take your hymn book you will see that what he has in view here is baptizing the them in the covered. name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, them to obey to them in just a all that I would like I to read one of them. Commanded. I'd like to read the fifth one, the means of salvation. Uh, Jesus we have ten of them then here in front indicates of us, here something event, that I think is important for us to realize about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Baptism, of course, in that is that New Testament sign of entry into the church. We believe in one condition of eternal salvation. 
It's a Which public sign. It, it serves many purposes, but one of them is an Savior. indicator that I am joining the visible church. And a godly I'm aligning life. myself I'd like to ask all of the church with members, that with which those of you who are seated as well as those of you who are here in front of us, if you would repeat the, together with again, me the, features the church of our covenant panel on the facing page of the doctrinal principles on the inside of the faith is a private so matter. together. I make a very important dependence upon the grace of God Faith to is attend as diligently as possible matter, but it is never the public worship of God in this church to especially set apart here Sunday by this language for corporate of worship is very and devotion public. to God. To be faithful it is a in public identification with Jesus, which is also a public identification with the visible with the manifestation of, of his people, Furthermore, the church. I promise to sustain the local and, in and Jesus's worldwide ministry here, of this church. And in Jesus' language here, the making of disciples is making of those who publicly identify themselves with and the by King participating of in its work and Lord as God enables me. I promise to seek first the kingdom of the, God and His righteousness, I don't know all and to strive to glorify Him in all that I am about and all that I do. And I can only imagine that part of the reason we'll for the existence of first this verse of that hymn that is at the bottom of the church covenant was be the, tie the liberal theological tendencies and absolutely the, the stronghold that came across the mainline denomination in which what was lost in the church was the very heart of the gospel itself, a rejection of, of the person and work of Jesus Christ, a rejection of his resurrection, of his virgin birth. All of those critical components to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So one of the things I think that has happened is by way of reaction, we have emphasized the personal internal conversion because we've seen how the church has gotten liberalized. Let me make abundantly clear that the church that Jesus has in view here is not well, one devoid of theology. No, he says here that the making of the disciples entails teaching them to obey or to observe all that are commanded. That we thank you for the lives that are here. The church, remembering Greg and Carrie, the gathering who can't be with us of tonight a people as well. without the core thank of the gospel the is nothing more than a the church leaders club. and hearing their testimonies of how they came to know the Lord Jesus. But we need Christ to recognize the opposite. Thank you for the way that you is that faith God without a visible participation in the church for, and for each of us is who know mere Christ. sentiment. So we thank you that you've strengthened our the church The tethered to faith is that visible us. entry into the visible church to this by way I thank you for their presence baptism. at the occasions when we meet to so worship. I thank you the greatness of the Great Commission is in part the scope that it's to all peoples, all nations. Those and many other Perhaps things part of the greatness of the Great Commission is what so is entailed here by the great body, change of that life they from that the comes about that will by go those from who follow that they will receive from Jesus so many different ways. Because you're a God who constantly gives. What I want us to recognize is that, that in Jesus' mind, thank you and what for this we see in the New Testament, is that there is no such here. thing as a faith. We thank that you in Jesus' private. name. Amen.
Thank you. The you faith that is real is a faith that works. And it gives me it a, is a faith that identifies itself with others David in Trisha Hoy the Church of to Jesus church. Christ and does Transport so for Christ publicly. ministry that they're going to tell us about. Let's say a bit us. more about so the teaching. Dave and Trisha, if the greatness uh, is in the scope, you know, in part, if the greatness is in the, the change of life, what does Jesus say tonight. more here? Look at the end of verse 19. I'm sorry, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. There are many times in my study of God's Word through the years that I have longed to have been one of those two disciples on the road to Emmaus well, at the you end of Luke's Gospel. Thank you for inviting gospel. us here to be able to share an update now, I wouldn't have liked the opening Christ. words of and Jesus to those two Paul disciples because what does he do in the opening of his Bible study? On our lives for many, many he years, rebukes so them. Certainly thank you. And all for not understanding here, what was written of him in the Old Testament. And Jesus then, after rebuking them the very gently, for each one of leads for them through a study, as it says in Luke's Gospel, Luke 24, 13 through 52. We, thank you so much for your we see Jesus describing to the disciples that he's speaking to on that road about how the Old so Testament, the Law, the Prophets, and the Psalms all speak of him. Can you imagine that Bible study? I know Paul's good, but he's not that good. It's just really a blessing to us. This and we thank you that we can be command here to that Jesus gives. I don't want you to lose the heart. Of. What he is saying to those disciples it is just teach doesn't seem possible. And also, what I taught years you. We're married now. And this is to go from generation to Which generation so nice. to generation of the church. For we were to teach that, all that Jesus you know, commanded. Think of the opening Christ. sermon, the first do. recorded but sermon like that we have of Jesus is in Matthew's Gospel. What we know is the Sermon on the what? To over the, the road, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5 through 7. And the end serve, of that, don't, serving you might not remember this, verses 28 and 29 of chapter 7 of Matthew, it says that Jesus spoke unlike the scribes. We've been there 18 years as one who mentioned, and it's a privilege to be able to meet Jesus is saying that it is our responsibility to proclaim to others, and blessed like to are say, the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. On a truck. So many blessed are the meek, or the to. gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Note that the teaching of Jesus turns human logic on its head. And international is a, is an blessed are those who mourn? Are you kidding me? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst? Really? Blessed Dallas, are the Texas, gentle? Um, Canada. Yes. Uh, Zambia. Russia. Jesus. And now we have a chapter. Delivers in, in his also. life and his ministry and a radical recalibration of our Christ minds and hearts to, to see things as God sees them, not as we yeah, see Yeah, Transport for Christ, TFC, brings the church see, the making to of the drivers, learners, just the like making of this morning and this evening is come to church here. Going well, a truck driver, over the road truck driver, doesn't Jesus have is the not interested in us delivering some so called fire. 
Lutheran home church, or even any church, because if he could, he's looking for he us to make disciples, to make learners, and for us to make disciples and make learners, we must ourselves be the learners to the drivers, and it's a safe haven ashamed. for them. Of many the of them, when they step in, we're in a truck. Of Jesus Christ. And uh, many of them, as they will be talking See, the with Bible, me, the, the, say, the teaching and ministry of Jesus say, oh, is not just chicken because soup quiet, for the soul. It's safe. And they can feel it is not just know, some sort of salve for our conscience to, or, or some sort of painkiller so that we can navigate the difficulties of this life in this truck, world. No, it is an entire recalibration of our minds and, and hearts so that we will times. think God's thoughts so we have after Sunday him. services. And we also have Jesus says, Bible studies throughout the week. And that is a great, a great time meeting drivers what I've from all over the United States and Canada. Here at this little dot on the map them in the northeast corner of Maryland. <clears throat> what are the driver's what needs? The overroad drivers. It might seem a little strange to you how strong the imperative is. Somebody are. that cares. And Don't we often think about the gospel message of this is what God has done for you? Share their problems and their All concerns. All you have to do is just believe, and, and that's it. it's not unusual also if a driver that's But the nature of belief that Jesus is calling us to here he is a belief that is a living faith, a spirit-given faith, them, that our hearts are compelled by Jesus and who he is and what he has done and what he has said. We cannot get enough. We hunger and we thirst Some have even asked me to come out and bless their truck. We have... Prayer and God and His infinite wisdom and direction. Since I'm in the Philadelphia area, they, uh, some of them that have never come to the Philadelphia area, they, uh, need to know, you know, a little. Um, baptizing them in so, the name of I mean, the Father, the Son, GPS, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have paper map you, and showing them the layout of the roads and what the, the best route is to, to get to their of this stop. great and commission share the gospel. Yes, that is, is the found most in its scope. It's to, thing. to be to all it's peoples. To it's relevant to all tribes, and tongues, and nations. He is King of all. It was in Romans. Surely its greatness is found in the demands of visible participation now in a new family, a new community, a a new identity that we have by virtue of our union with Jesus Christ. morning and after the service was over. Surely its greatness is found as well in the the great demands of Jesus' teaching that as John the Apostle puts it, his commandments are not burdens. Bill was in the service and after the service he just pleasure and a privilege for Jesus the Christ of God, who now Savior. have Jesus and as life-giving Spirit, as He has described in First Corinthians, believers uh, with Bible studies and with a lot of literature. We make sure they have a Bible. The great but the nice mission then is great because of its scope. It's great so because of its the change of life that it brings about. It's it's great because of the demands that that Jesus. I also see, um, as you never know who you're going if to I was see, to stop here, but I've been seeing two drivers. What I would have Fred just done Tuesdays for you that drives right now. He's on the road to be driving from Iowa, and he'll be here tomorrow morning omission. at the uh, in this area making a drive. Because and I will framed see him around the language of these exhortations to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Bracketing that are two critical um, statements. 
go through the Bible. We must not lose sight not the of the Bible, but I mean through a book. And you know, in part, week, I want us to focus here. To service. So this is their church. On the fact that the and baptism is so, the name of the Father and the Son and the also, Holy Spirit. Just that recently, would be a sermon in and of itself. I saw three drivers. But let me simply say that there is years, no Christian faith that is not Trinitarian. And here we are, a dot. This is the one Maryland. true God of one whom Jesus Cal- speaks. One is from California. What is from Jesus says in the, this Dallas, God is one yeah, God. There's there's together. one name. It's the, the name Lord. of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just the like whole of Old and New Testament Lord speaks to us of a God that is three and one, one and three. So each one, we ought not think, and it's an incentive. It's that somehow Trinitarian doctrine is irrelevant to the gospel. To see these men and women driving the big rigs. Very often we seek to reduce our faith to something that is and pray with us understandable. Just like to close by asking you to is there mystery in the Trinity? There had better be. Of the people that because if you chapel, can figure out the Trinity, then God drivers. is not God. But it's the ten percent that I really need. The you God to of pray whom Jesus speaks seen, here, um, the one whom He addresses as Father, as the Scriptures make abundantly clear, that Jesus Himself knew that He was the very Son of that Father. Doors. We have prostitutes. So He's saying, when you baptize them in the name of the Father, and Jesus says, and me, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I, I He's identifying Himself I mean, as great God. Because they come in, and we can share the gospel. But with let them. us not think for a moment that somehow the, the Trinitarian too. God of it's Scripture like and the, the God of Islam is somehow the same God. going to walk through those doors. But just pray for us to have a. Oh, they're of, both uh, monotheistic faiths. Um, wisdom and discernment but to know how to deal with these people. But one leads down the, the pathway of absolute condemnation and hopelessness. We got drug users. Well, I spent the one day with a of woman Jesus, by, Liz, by virtue of his life, death, so and resurrection, it's just the, whole the very of provision of the Father for those whom upon so if you whom just he had pray set that his God affection, would, his people, uh, give us the wisdom that Jesus and is and God also incarnate. Pray for the drivers that God is transcendent and he is imminent. He is with us. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. See, without Trinitarian theology, the Christian faith is not the Christian faith. B.B. Warfield, some of you will know that name. He was one of the, the great scholars at Princeton Seminary in the late 19th and early 20th century. Uh, my name Warfield, is Dave Gingrich, and I have the opportunity uh, had a, a to, number of connections to with those grace, who were doing so missions in the Muslim now, world. Please. And at one particular lecture that Father, he gave, I believe it was the mid 1890s, that Warfield gave a lecture uh, to a group of prospective basis. missionaries who were setting out to go proclaim Father, the gospel. The, the, uh, and he said to them, the, the greatest risk the for you as missionaries yeah, is as you go out level. to convert the heathen, Father, that you, you instead will be converted by the heathen. just heard from David and Tricia, and thank you for That as you seek to contextualize and to love, that somehow you will seek ways to water down the radical nature of the gospel so that you will find an inroad and somehow rather than you bring them to faith, they bring you to We thank you for the relationships that they build. And he had others that said, you know what, Dr. Warfield, we have found ways of explaining the, the doctrine of the Trinity to Muslims in a way that does not offend them. Isn't that fabulous? 
Father, we also think of our missionaries of the week, David and Lois Haas. Thank you for uh, the ministry that they've had with BCM for many years. Thank you for them to be, uh, for what they are continuing to, to do. We thank you for Dave's uh, teaching See, opportunities that he has currently with his adult Sunday school class in December, and also teaching at the Manna Bible Institute on Thursday evenings. We thank you for what Lois Look, is doing as she helps with the back, Calvary Church Preschool Discovery Club on Wednesday nights. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Father, stop there for just a minute. This is the way in which Jesus introduces we pray that uh, the words of command would, to make disciples uh, that, that would all authority in heaven and earth results. has been given to Father, me now is jesus saying i am god the son well surely he knows that to be the case and surely matthew affirms that but let us not miss the timing and the moment of this speech and the way in which jesus says it with them the authority of which he speaks here is Father, something that was given him, which is another way of saying it's something he didn't have and now has. What could he possibly mean? Father, we thank you for well, don't our college students, especially one uh, of of Matthew Stahl and Van Sutphen. What do we find having just taken place? The very resurrection of the Son of God. Think of frame this a little bit more broadly in in the biblical context. For Stephen and Genesis for the, 1 and Genesis 2 lay out for Father, us the creation account, the right? God made all things out of nothing. The world. We, we see that God spoke, let there be light, and there was light, and there was evening, and there was morning. And we see the creation put in place. We see the special creation. Genesis 1, 26 to 28, that God made them male and female. He made us in his image. In his name we pray. We see that creation of Eve, or sorry, of Adam in Genesis 2, 7 actually more explicitly defined for us. That God took the dust of the ground that he had already made. He took the dust of the ground and it said, the text says that he breathed into the dust and Adam became a living being. Later in Genesis chapter 2, we see that God put Adam to sleep, and out of Adam's side, God made Eve, who was flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Genesis 1 and 2, the glorious creation. At the end of, of, of Genesis 2, I'm sorry, the end of Genesis 1 and into Genesis 2, we see that God looked at creation and said, it was very good. Well, right after Genesis 2, write this down, comes Genesis 3. And in Genesis 3, we find the great tyranny of the rebellion of Adam and Eve in the garden. And sin entered the world. And as we see in Genesis 3, and later expressed for us in Romans chapter 8, verses 18 to the end of the chapter, we see that the scripture describes that in view of the sin of our first parents, 
that God has put a curse on the earth and that there is a judgment on this earth and now what do we find who is now reigning on earth in view of the sinfulness of Adam and Eve and all of their progeny none less than Satan himself how do we know that you remember in Matthew chapter 4 14, 24 chapters prior to our text we find the spirit leading Jesus out into the wilderness he is given these this 40 days of, 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 of fasting in the wilderness weak and, and weary and, and Satan himself comes out into the wilderness and tempts Jesus says to Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus responds as he does in each of the temptations, quoting from Deuteronomy. Here he responds from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 13. What I want you to note, though, is that Jesus does not correct Satan and say, that's not yours to give. Why? Because Satan was in control of the nations. This is why the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so central. It was necessary for the curse to be overthrown, for Jesus to conquer sin, Satan, and death itself. So when we see in Jesus' words here now that all authority has been given me in heaven and on earth, this is an expression, an articulation of what Jesus has accomplished in his life, death, and resurrection. He is now reigning as King and as Lord. This is why, as we see in Luke chapter 10, when he sends out the 70 going before him, we see an an initial vision of Jesus looking at the heavens and he says, I saw Satan falling down. Why? Because of the power of the cross. See, what took place in Jesus' own resurrection was essential for him. And as it was essential for him, it then becomes the blessing for us. Jesus is saying here, don't miss the power of this. He's not denying his deity. What he is saying is it was necessary for the God-man to die and then to be raised from the dead on the third day according to the scriptures so that he might now be king of kings, lord of lords, and possess all authority. And guess what makes the Great Commission great? It is the authority of the risen Christ who speaks to us and says, Go and make disciples. You see, the power of the Great Commission does not lie in our tactics. In our creativity, the power of the Great Commission, the certainty of the success of the Great Commission lies in the Great Commissioner. The reason why the Gospel Commission is so great is not what is said, but who says it. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. You can cross-reference this. We don't need to take time tonight to look at it. But note 
in the opening verses of Romans, chapters, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, especially verses 3 and 4. It says that Jesus was born according to the flesh as a son of David, but at his resurrection, he became the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness. What took place in Christ's resurrection was a change for him that secured this great commission. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ this evening, because someone made you a disciple, the grounds for your confidence are not in your own prayer that you prayed. The grounds for your confidence are not in how well somebody spoke that gospel message to you. The ground of your confidence lies in the one who was crucified, died, buried, and raised from the dead. The greatness of the Great Commission is because of the greatness of Christ. Look at how he ends this. The last line of verse 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This language of His presence is fulfilled for us in the life of the church in the events that we describe in Acts 2 as Pentecost. Some scholars actually will describe this language at the very end of Matthew's Gospel as the Matthean Pentecost. Jesus is saying, I'm going to the Father, but I'm sending one who is just like me to be with you. You as you go, as you are making disciples, guess what? You are not alone. And not only are you not alone, you are going in the power of the one who is the resurrected Son of God. He is the one who by His outpoured Spirit is with you. Lo, He says, I am with you even to the end of the age. I will never leave you or forsake you. You see, the certainty of the completion of this task for the church does not lie in our ingenuity. It is not motivated by our guilt. It is instead grounded in the One who stretched out His arms on the cross and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the answer was that as the Father turned His back on His Son, He did so that He might open His arms to us in Him. And the power of the Great Commission lies in the resurrected Christ who possesses all authority in heaven and on earth so that when we go out, when we go out in the task of proclaiming the good news of the Gospel, as the Hoys proclaim the gospel in Elkton, Maryland, to those traveling down the interstates, the power of that message does not rely upon your strength or theirs. The efficacy of that task resides in the one who said, I am with you. It is interesting that the Apostle Paul, as he 
gives Timothy his final charge. Second Timothy chapter four. He tells Timothy in chapter four, verses two and following, Timothy, preach the word. And, and as he, as he tells Timothy to, to do that, he, he's actually using the language that would have been very familiar to Timothy's ear of, of that of a herald. Herald is, a herald is one that's actually H-A-R-O-L-D, not H, I'm sorry, H-E-R-A-L-D, not H-A-R-O-L-D. But each of us, like Paul says to Timothy, that you go out as a herald. What is the job of the herald? The herald is to communicate the word and the will of the king. That's what a herald does. In fact, the language of 2 Timothy chapter 4 is, is, is clearly kingly because he talks about the kingship of Jesus Christ. And he says, Timothy, you are to preach the word. You are to herald that word. Guess what the herald was never to do? The herald was never to add his own ideas. The herald was never called upon to say, well, I, I heard what the king said, but let, let me say it this way. My family and I spent some years serving in Bulgaria, living in Sofia, Bulgaria, in Eastern Europe, and one of the things that happens as you are learning a new language, some of you have done this, maybe even shared this illustration the last time I was here, but most of you will have forgotten it. This particular Sunday. It's a Sunday in which I have not yet transitioned. We were about a year and a half in, and I had not yet transitioned to preaching in Bulgarian, but I understood everything my translator said. And there was one particular point in, in the translation of that sermon that morning that, that Moni, as he's translating for me, decided to pontificate a bit. He made his own point, one that I didn't make. And I said to him in Bulgarian, he's standing right next to me, I said to him out loud in Bulgarian, I said, Moni, this Sunday we preach my sermon, you can preach your sermon another Sunday. You see, Moni's job as a translator was not to preach his own sermon, it was to deliver the one that I was speaking. That's the job of a translator. That's our job, isn't it? We don't make up the gospel. The gospel is that, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, is that which we have received. The deposit of the gospel is that which we have received from King Jesus. And it is that gospel that we are to preach. Dearly beloved, guess what? The greatness of the Great Commission surely lies in its scope. It lies in its changing of lives. It, it lies in the demands of Jesus' teaching. But the true greatness of the commission lies in the one who speaks it. And the one who said, I will be with you even to the end of the age. Guess what that means? The Great Commission cannot fail. It is grounded in the one who is the author of life itself. It is grounded in the one who has given his life for those who have shaken their fists in the face of God. It is given by one who has the authority over death and hell and Satan themselves. We can't lose. 
news. The Great Commission cannot fail. If if this language of Jesus doesn't teach us anything else, it certainly teaches us to have great hope, to have great certainty, great comfort, great confidence, great joy as we carry out the great commission that comes from the lips of the great commissioner. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Why? Because all authority in heaven and earth has been given me. And I am with you even to the end of the age. Go make disciples and go in the peace of Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, O God, for your word. These commands to make disciples, we we can't do that apart from you. And you have promised by your word that you will be with us to the end of the age. Thank you that you are the one who has given us these words and you are the one who makes these words live. So as we receive these words as your own people, may they come into our hearts as a fresh spring breeze. May they come into our hearts as a sweet melody of grace. And we thank You that You, O God, through Your outpoured Spirit by Your resurrected Son are with us even to the end of the age. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.